Welcome once again to another episode of Destination Declassified. No event in American history is more misunderstood than the Vietnam War. It was misreported then and it is misremembered now. Richard M. Nixon. We've all heard of it, seen it in our television screens, and observed some of the photographs and archived film reels from the time. The Vietnam War was one of the bloodiest, traumatic, and brutal events to ever have occurred, and has personally scarred each and every man, woman, and child on both sides of the divide in its own savage way. Those haunted by the effects and barbarity during this long, costly battle would have evidently turned to drugs, alcohol, or even God to cope with what they witnessed. But what if there was something else? Some eerie, unexplainable phantom terrorizing the skies of Vietnam during the conflict? In this video, we will look into the possibility that as the bloodshed spilled on the grounds below, in the skies above, unidentified objects and crafts were surveying the scene and perhaps having significant influence as to who would come out victorious. Did these tormented soldiers really see UFOs in the skies above Vietnam? Were they hostile? And what significance does it have in our view of war nowadays as we try to understand what happened during this major turning point in US history? So let us indeed try and understand the strange case of the UFOs spotted during the Vietnam War. brief history lesson on the Vietnam War is best understood before trying to decipher any involvement by UFOs or extraterrestrials, as we must always remember the sacrifices of those who fought and defended themselves during such a violent conflict. Whether one agrees with the concept of war, specifically the war in Vietnam, or not, must be aware that it did indeed happen, and the lives of those affected cannot be fixed. Whether it be the documented casualties during the numerous battles, the harshness of local life inflicted on those innocent civilians, or the response and treatment of the veterans upon returning to the United States, it cannot be undone. Such hardships have led many veterans to seek help and support from various charitable causes, as they were unable to return to a normal life or mindset since the end of their service. Some, however, have taken it upon themselves to write books on the matter, or direct film masterpieces such as the Oscar-winning Best Picture of 1987, Platoon, which was directed by Vietnam War veteran Oliver Stone, who also won the Best Director Prize the same year. Stone, like many, has his own views on the Vietnam War, which pitted the communist government of the North against the Southern counterpart who had managed to gain militarized support from the United States, its principal ally. The rivalry and consistent battles lasted from 1955 to 1975 and coincided with that of the Cold War, which was running parallel between the United States and the Soviet Union 
thus providing justification for the U.S. support of the South, whilst intensifying their stance against the Soviets in other parts of the world. It is documented that three million-plus people were killed during the Vietnam War. 58,000 of those were American soldiers and nationals, whilst more than half of those to lose their lives were of local Vietnamese civilians. The methods used to kill from both sides of the struggle were horrific and merciless. Some were even considered inhumane, which led to numerous denouncements of the U.S. military and condemnation of those in power at the time. In the end, there were no winners, so to speak. In 1973, President Richard Nixon would announce the eventual withdrawal of U.S. troops, leaving those in the southern region to fight back against a stronger, highly militarized northern enemy. By 1975, the northern forces would take full control of the south and unify the country as the one-party Socialist Republic of Vietnam in 1976. Men such as Oliver Stone are also known to be conspiracy theorists and tend to question many so-called factual events in American history as well as those overseas. Another survivor of the Vietnam War is retired United States Air Force Intelligence Officer Major George A. Filer, who has since dedicated his life to the reporting of UFO phenomena, having written various books and generated his own website to document what he believes to be evidence of alien activity above our skies. Filer worked as a Secret Service Intelligence Officer during the conflict and claims to have witnessed UFOs during his time there and since retiring has created a website documenting all known phenomena dating back to those turbulent years up to present day called the National UFO Center. He is the primary source for these types of files, statements and documented archives. Filer also actively encourages his fellow military officers and seasoned veterans to come forward, as well as experts in the field, to prove to the world that things are happening beyond our control and awareness, especially during times of conflict and political power play. So who saw what during the Vietnam War? One of the main hotspots for UFO and alien activity was, according to Bill Cooper, who served in the military at the time, the Ben Hai River, a landmark which ran centrally through the Vietnamese continent, separating the north from the south. This river was commonly used for all sorts of militarized activity from both sides and would be crucial as a stronghold when the fighting commenced. According to Cooper, who was stationed at a place called Qua Viet on the Ben Hai River during his two-year term, would report various lights, objects, and activities that could not be explained through the use of radar, eyewitness accounts, and operating of swift boats. During a 1989 UFO conference, Cooper would put himself forward to state that official records declaring the aerial activity being simply down to enemy helicopters was false, and that no one knew what the crafts were. He stated that the Viet Cong did not have such aircrafts at their disposal, especially after recent air raids and U.S. advancements in the region during his stay from 1967 to 1969. Cooper affirmed that the Air Force F-4 jets 
would regularly patrol the skies. It would easily destroy any planned helicopter attacks or reconnaissance from the northern adversary. Over the course of many months, the crafts would continue to hover and scan the centralized region, and were identified as slow, low-moving crafts, similar in size and shape of a helicopter. However, no one ever reported seeing, hearing, or coming into contact with Viet Cong helicopters, and any attempts to pursue, attack, or fully identify the crafts were diminished as they would either disappear into thin air or shoot off at a rapid speed, inconsistent with the mechanics of a helicopter. Another incident involving the U.S. military and the use of swift boats occurred on June 15, 1968, during a night patrol which was conducted by Lieutenant Pete Snyder. Such patrols were routinely organized and completed by combat personnel, especially along the demilitarized zones, or DMZs, between the North and South Rivers. Khoa Viet, the former U.S. Navy and Army of the Republic of Vietnam military base, was being scouted by Snyder that evening, when in the early hours, he received a distress call from a neighboring swift boat. According to the reports, the men on board the PCF-19 believed they were under fire from enemy helicopters and required immediate assistance, as their bullets seemed to be deflecting and bouncing off the craft's supposed shield, which was emitting unidentifiable lights. As Snyder prepared his PCF-12 boat to answer the call, he would come upon the terrified men, as they appeared helpless underneath what he described as two circular bright lights immersed in a strange glow. With tentative care, the PCF-12 made its approach towards their fellow soldiers. When out of nowhere, it was stated that one of the large glowing lights discharged a massive flashbang, which blew the PCF-19 into numerous pieces, killing four of the men on board. Preparing to engage and fire upon the lights, Snyder was astounded at how fast the glowing crafts turned and flew off into the distance, leaving carnage in their wake, along with only two survivors. The men, once rescued, were visibly shaken, but adamant that the lights had been following them for miles upstream, and retaliated immediately upon their firing upon them. If this declaration wasn't enough to intimidate or frighten Lieutenant Snyder, then not long after this initial attack, he would have his own direct encounter with the mysterious lights. Having rescued the survivors from the PCF-19 swift boat and ensuring their safe escorting back to base, Snyder and his team would proceed to venture upriver to continue their patrol of the area and to ensure the beacons didn't come back. Only this time, they did. Looking upstream, the large strobing balls of light came back into view and immediately came hurtling towards the lieutenant's boat. To ensure the safety of his crew as well as himself, and knowing the hostility and damage that came from the orbs, Snyder began firing at will with rapid bursts of ammunition towards the invaders. Unfortunately, similar to his fellow swift boat's attempt, the retaliation of the machine gun fire was useless, as it did not seem to penetrate or show any signs of damaging the spheres in the sky, which now seemed to be readying itself for another onslaught of the U.S. patrol boat. 
Snyder, having already sensed the pointless task of firing into the sky, had prepared the boat for a quick exit, and so turned the PCF-12 around and thundered downstream in retreat of the lights, which began hunting them from behind. As the UFOs descended upon them, second engine man Jim Steffes recalled getting a close look at the lights and could make out certain aspects of the luminous crafts. According to Steffes, they did not seem to have any militarized gun equipment or side-locked missiles attached to them. In his own words, he would remember seeing the object as having a rounded front like an observation halo and what looked like two crewmen sitting side by side. In the end, a batch of F-4 fighter jets would be dispatched to fend off the looming lights and chase them out to sea, which came as a major relief for Snyder, Steffes, and the rest of the crew on board. It was oddly declared by the Kua Viet command base that no aircraft, American or otherwise, was reported in the region or within the rivers of the PCF boats at the time they were pursued and fired upon. The Associated Press for the military stationed in Vietnam would announce that the destruction of the PCF-19 and the deaths of the men on board would be due to an attack by an unidentified object whose method of weaponry was unknown to them. Lights, orbs, and other similar objects were observed and discussed years after the war ended, and all seemed to have similar patterns in relation to their description, speed, and threatening presence. In 1966, at the height of the conflict, Pete Mazzola, a Vietnam veteran, was disguised in his camouflage gear and under the cover of darkness in the middle of the jungle as he awaited the Viet Cong to emerge at any moment. This time, however, his attention would be drawn to the rice pads in the distance as a large, bright, and hovering object came into view. Describing the anomaly as threatening and possibly an enemy aircraft, Mazzola would radio his coordinates to his local command base and attempt to explain what was happening. It wouldn't be long before the Navy dispatched fighter jets to the scene with the intention of eliminating the threat. Though robust and accurately locked onto their target, Mazzola recalled to his amazement that any and all attempts to shoot down the craft were in vain as the bullets and missiles appeared to explode or disintegrate before hitting the ship, much like a shield. Stunned by the defense mechanisms of the ship, the men on the ground and cockpits circling above could only gaze in shock at how little damage their artillery was making and held their breath as to what would happen next. Luckily for those men, the large craft flashed and shot directly upward in the sky and disappeared into space. Due to this miraculous vision, and the fact that Mazzola saw numerous other shooting lights during his time in Vietnam, he would dedicate the rest of his life to the study of UFOs and created the Scientific Bureau of Investigation. Mazzola died in 1987, having been considered a trailblazer in the investigative research of the UFO phenomena. Another final sighting of flying objects in the skies of Vietnam was witnessed by multiple soldiers at one of the military bases, again in 1966. As many as 1,000 men who 
who were stationed at the Na Trong camp, reported seeing a large, brightly lit craft, similar to that which the other reports testified to. According to those willing to come forward, it was said to appear in a sudden burst of light that illuminated the sky. The men, who were taking some time to relax and prepare for the next posting and enjoying some free time, became transfixed on the apparition. The spaceship came towards the camp from the north and hurled at a great speed before slowing down on its approach, almost as if it were taking a defensive stance whilst observing the landscape. What has become a common occurrence in UFO and alien activity struck the base when, as the light came upon it, all electricity and electrical equipment completely shut down, leaving the men in the camp defenseless and quite literally in the dark about what to do. The soldiers could do nothing but watch in horrified awe as the ship eventually hovered overhead in what must have been a terrifying and helpless situation. Before anyone could react, however, the light shot up into the sky at a ferocious speed, leaving the men in the camp stunned and unable to describe what they had just witnessed. Again, this upward trajectory of the unidentified light craft was reported numerous times during the war and has since been reported by many people's sightings over the years. Men such as George Filer, Pete Mazzola, and Pete Snyder are most likely the tip of the iceberg when it comes to those men who were stationed in Vietnam during those horrific years. Alien activity and UFO sightings must have been commonplace at such a turbulent time. And though many would be quick to quash any such sightings, by ascribing them to flares, rockets, or perhaps questioning the soldier's mindset at the time, cannot, like all of us, be 100% sure. Yes, these men came back from the war with barbaric stories to tell. Some unbelievable, and some too real to tell. As we continue to learn more about the history of our world, as well as the wonders of space and the cosmos, we often come across stories or reports of things that we wish we hadn't read. Whether it be the Vietnam War, or the recent fightings and tensions in the Middle East and beyond, we cannot, at this stage, rule out a future conflict with forces not of this world. Yes, it is safe to say, that the majority of UFO sightings and encounters are not hostile. But we will never know what lies in store for this earth and whether our potential demise is man-made or from others who wish us harm. On this note, we thank you again for tuning in to this edition of Destination Declassified. Sleep tight.